Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is your boy Roberto, and of course, this is the Black Hand 2.0. Coming live and direct from Kansas City, Missouri, my hometown. <clears throat> Hope everybody had a good weekend. Been kind of a rainy one here in Kansas City. Been raining since Friday or Saturday. Can't remember, it all, it all looks the same. And uh, But it is spring, and spring does bring rain, and as I always say, it's better than snow and ice. So I can take it. Into who? This past year has been terrible. We all know that. Some of us have been barricaded in our houses, you know, trying to avoid catching the deadly COVID virus that has swept through our nation like a bad bed store and has killed over 500,000 plus people. Some have decided to close themselves off from everybody, even before the virus. And some have used this virus as an excuse to, well, I don't know, do bad things. Namely, uh, drugs, alcohol, uh, anything that you could probably do on a regular basis, but you do it, you know, pretty badly since this virus started. And rightfully so. It's a, uh, something that... We all try to do stuff to cope with stuff that happens to us or to somebody. Um, someone dies. Uh, someone dumps you. You get into a car accident. Uh, someone in your family dies and everything else. So you try to find things to occupy your pain and your suffering and your depression and every damn thing. I myself have been depressed for 30 years. I have, you know, come to actually adapt to it, actually. I'm not really ever happy, to tell you the truth. I am, I mean, I love all the people I love me, and um, they, uh, they love me back, I hope. But being happy 24 hours a day is kind of hard, and I don't see how people can do it. I don't see how people can be positive. I mean... Tell you the truth, I don't see how people can feel this period. To tell you the truth, but that's neither here nor there. Now, I don't have no vices like a bad drug habit, drinking problem, whatever. I don't have any of those, thank God. But a lot of people out there do, and I've always said it to myself, and I've said it to us out loud, and to anyone else that listens, you can get addicted to anything. You can get addicted to drugs, alcohol, sex, driving fast, fighting people, whatever. If you do it more than once, you're addicted to it. Some people think it's pretty stupid to say that, but it's true. And this year alone, there's been more addictions than any other time in our state, our country's history. Probably due to the fact that there's a virus going around killing people. Now, there's vaccines now, knock on wood, and I myself will be getting my first dose tomorrow. Kind of hesitant at first. You would think that I would want to do it after I had my little COVID battle back in December, but I have been really hesitant about it. Not because I, um, you know, I'm one of these non-masking, you know, anti-establishment ass wipes that's out there. Just the fact that I, you know, 
I like I like to know exactly what's going into my body. And I have, uh, you know, I've read about the, you know, the vaccines. I've seen it on TV a thousand times over. I've seen people had to, you know, get the mask and they're giving out incentives and all that kind of bullshit. And I have, you know, sat there thinking, hmm, well, I don't know if I should do this or not. I mean, maybe it's part of me. It's just, like I said, I don't know what the hell they put in my body. Secondly, it's something, it's just a black thing. I don't know. But either way, it also has something to do with needles. And something about needles I always know about best. Because I've had several needles in my arms and around me since my COVID virus. And um, if I ever see another needle again and have to go to my skin, I am going to jump out the window. <laughs> so I'm not too... <laughs> too keen on doing this tomorrow either but it is for the best i don't want to catch this shit again because i barely made it the first time around and i want to keep the people around me protected so i'll go ahead and break down and take my stubborn ass down to this place to get the shot it'll be my first one but ladies and gentlemen like i was saying people can get addicted to anything there's no limit to what you can and cannot be addicted to. The biggest, three biggest ways to know you're addicted to something is the way you act, the way you sound, the way you talk to people after being on whatever you're on. Now, the first thing that comes out of your mouth is, I can stop at any time. That means automatically that you're addicted to some shit. I've heard that from, I've seen it and heard it from many people. And they have not you know, they have not stopped when they wanted to. Someone had to stop them. And unless they don't, unless the person does stop them or whatever happens, they can end up dying from it, depending on what you're on or what you're addicted to. Sex, yeah. Sex is uh, a natural thing. We're all done it. And um, it's on every TV, it's in every magazine, it's every TV show. You can't escape it. So, but the younger generation now are doing it more now than we are than we did when I was a kid. We talked about it. We had sex education classes and everything else. Oh no! Now they just do it on TV. They'll put them in front of the TV for like five minutes. They'll probably know more about sex than than I do. And again, you can get addicted to it. I know it sounds stupid, but you can't. There's no such thing as no addiction. There's sex addiction, drug addiction. Alcohol addiction, gambling addiction, and so forth. So they don't just call them damn things for your health. And being that this year has been so rough on everybody's fucking psyche, some of us have decided to go to, you know, to drugs or alcohol to, you know, navigate all this shit this whole year. And, you know, I uh, had a little bit of a uh, addiction myself a few thousand years ago. I got addicted to Actifed, you know, the little allergy pill. I took it for 23 years, and it was for my allergies, and, and it worked like a charm. It did, and I take it, and about an hour later, I was I could breathe, I could walk outside without the wind blowing, hit me in the grass, and everything like that. You know, just real basic allergies. But the more I took it, it became more of a, um, 
you know, well, I don't know if you want to call it addiction, but I did take it for a very long time. And it didn't hit me until one day I went to a store and I picked up, then it was over a counter, three things of activate. Didn't need that many, but I did. Walked up to the register, about to pay for them. I looked at the lady, looked at the stuff, and I'm thinking, what the hell am I doing? I walked away. I mean, I didn't act like I was act like no scratch of myself and like I was on meth or some shit, but I was addicted to it. And the doctor even told me that. He's like, well, if you're getting that much for this analogy, then you don't need it. Eh, chances are you probably are. So I winged myself off. Actually, I'm kind of glad that they um, stopped making it over the counter. But I mean, but it was, it started out as just for my allergies, and it was. But it turned out to be something that, since I've been doing it so long, you know, I was taking it even when I didn't have allergies. And that's when you know that there might be a problem. So, one thing led to another, and I, you know, kicked it. Thank God. And um, I have tried to stay on the side of the sober line. But I, I have had friends, and I've had family, and I've had friends and family addicted to something. But like I said, tough stuff will make you do stuff like that. You know, a death in my family. Now, say for example, my mother's passing. I could have went out after, I mean, the only thing that didn't keep me from doing that dumb shit was the fact that I was in the hospital fighting for my life anyway. But I was, uh, you know, I, I thought about it. I mean, she was the the beat-all to end-all of my parents. And she was the last surviving parent of mine. So I could have went out and scored some drugs and went to a damn you know, liquor store and got me like a 12-pack of whatever and drank them all down act like a fucking fool and everything else. I've seen other people do it. And they won't admit it that they have a problem. Some other people will say it, but the person that's actually happening to, no, nah, I ain't got no problem, I'm fine. Okay, that is until you decide to, I don't know, drive a car and kill somebody or yourself, uh, get into a fight with somebody and, you know, it could be a man or a woman that you've been known for years and smacking them around or, you know, you say stuff that you didn't mean to say, but you were under the influence of whatever the fuck you're on and you cuss them out and everything. It could happen to anybody. Rich people, poor people. Uh, lawyers, doctors, homeless people, doesn't matter. But in the way the world is right this second, and how it's been for the last forever, everybody on earth has had some kind of addiction to something. I don't give a damn if it's a little kid to cope with what the hell goes on in this world every damn day. I mean, you got war going on, you got politicians lying to you left and fucking right. You got Paul, you got uh, these left wing, right wing, chicken wing fucking groups that hate you or don't like you and all that type of shit. You got people that lie to you every damn day. And you could lose your job at any damn moment. Anything can push you to addiction. Death, destruction anything and it's something that we all maybe have dealt with maybe we know somebody maybe somebody in your own family maybe even you 
to be addicted to something. And if you do not, if you're not strong enough to either fight the addiction or to try to cure yourself, then there's no hope for you at all, period. I can call, it could be an act of Congress and you will still do whatever the hell you're doing. And I mean anything, especially if it's like a street drug like cocaine or heroin or meth or crack or whatever. Once you take a hit, you're done. You're going to be trying to steal every damn body shit. You're going to be trying to kill people. You're going to be trying to trade yourself or whatever to get the damn shit. It's, it's, it's disturbing. It's crazy. It's scary as hell. And it could happen to anybody. My, uh, <clears throat> I used to watch uh, Hoarders. And it's, first of all, hoarding is an addiction as well. We can believe that. Because the person that's doing the hoarding, something in their lives sent them on the course to do the hoarding thing. A lot of them were either abused or sexually abused when they were kids or they got beat up. Somebody in their family died, a husband, a wife, or a kid, or whatever. And something in your brain just goes off. The next thing you know, you're collecting shit from like 1997 and it's 2021. And you can't touch it because I'm going to keep that. For what? Why? And it's hoarding. You got all the shit in the damn house, outside your house. I know y'all watching damn TV shows and <sighs> it's just crazy. It's sad. It's depressing. But it happens every fucking day. And someone somewhere in this great nation of ours is sucking on a pipe shooting something up their veins, uh, having something that's making your teeth fall out their face, making you 10 times skinnier every time you use it, or eating your liver away slowly but surely. Right this second. Someone's house is being busted into by SWAT because you live in a meth house. Someone somewhere lost a family member or you know, wants to jump off a, drop off a bridge, so they start using crack. Your boy died, your girl died, your mother, father, dog died. So you gotta drink. You gotta drink every fucking thing in the bar. Because you don't wanna deal with what the hell is going on with you at the time. You don't wanna be dealing with the sadness, you don't wanna be dealing with the pain of losing this person or whatever. A friend, husband, wife, anything. And everything you're doing is to numb your pain because you're in that much pain. So then, when even when that passes, you're still stuck with what you have done, which is your addiction. And you'll do it and do it and do it. And sometimes you may do it till you're satisfied, and sometimes you just do it till you're dead, depending on what you're on or what you're addicted to. I am not no expert. I am not a drug drug counselor, none of that shit. But like I said, even I have been addicted to something. I'm glad I'm over it, knock on wood, and I'm a little bit smarter and brainier enough to know that the shit that I was doing would could have killed me. 
somewhere down the line. If I would have, you know, overdosed on some pills or something like that, whatever. So it's not fun. When it first starts out, oh yeah, it's great. Hey, I got a high. You know, I can do anything. I can walk on water and guess people out that I don't like and whatever. But then you start doing it every damn day. And then that's when it becomes a problem. I had this long, long, long time ago. Back in my kid days. There was a lady that lived next door to us in the apartment complex. She had a daughter. She was an alcoholic. And I will not say her name because she's no longer with us. May she rest in peace. And she drank and she drank and she fucking drank. You could smell the, the liquor on her when she sweated. She, um, she actually got thrown in jail a couple of times. She'd come out, drives a damn ghost. And then she starts drinking again. She moved to California years ago. And from what I hear, she died. She got killed. Got hit by a car. <laughs> and it just shows you that whatever you're on is in control of what you do. If the drug or the alcohol you're on tells you, hey, you can drive this car, you're going to try to fucking drive the car. Even though you're impaired, you can't even see across the damn street. But the stuff you're on is saying, hey, you're okay. Go ahead and do it. Okay. Any drug you're on is going to tell you that I'm all that you need. You don't need nobody else. But you need to keep high if you want me to be around. So then you start stealing shit. Going to stores or Walmart. Stealing CDs and DVDs. Trust me, I know. I've seen it. You know, shoving stuff up, up your shirt or something to sneak out the store. And going to CVS or Walgreens and trying to steal some damn pills out of there just to keep your high going. And then sometimes, it doesn't even come down to that. I know all you guys, ladies and gents, have been on painkillers before. You hurt your back, you hurt your leg, you hurt your arm. Something that you know is not going to fucking heal right no matter what the hell the doctors take. And they give you prescription for Oxycontin. Give you the best damn painkillers in the world. And you take them anytime you feel like you're in, in pain, which for some people is all the fucking time. Even when you're not in pain, you're you're healed completely. But you're now addicted to the shit to keep you from pain so it can heal. So then you have another problem. So then you are using that and it's not strong enough. So you do something else. And do something else. Next thing you know. You're in drug rehab for whatever. Prescription drugs now are 10 times stronger than most street drugs. And they're from a doctor, so they know the right shit to give you. But the thing about it is, though, if you are not strong enough to fight the addiction that comes with it, then, my friend, you will be addicted to it. 
if you're taking it for no damn reason at all just to have a high then you're addicted if you're taking it when you're not even fucking pained yeah you're addicted sorry and if somebody gets happy <laughs> and to tell you the truth that's a funny story I um I had my wisdom teeth removed about 10 years ago. Now, I didn't know what Vicodin was. I didn't. Call me a nerd. I don't know. But it was a painkiller. And they gave it to me for my pain of my wisdom teeth being removed. Every person I told that I had Vicodin, they they faces lit up like a goddamn sun. Vicodin? Really? You got Vicodin? Wow, you got Vicodin. I'm like, yes, yes I do. Like I said, I'm dumbfounded. I didn't know what the hell it was. So, you know, people use it as a recreational drug. But everybody I said, but like, hey, you're not going to use all those, are you? I was like, if I have to, yes. But see, I didn't know about that. I just knew that Vicodin was a painkiller. That's all I knew. But everybody I told, you would think that I told them that it's a party at my house. Please come on over. It's Vicodin being passed around. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. But see, like I said, I'm a nerd don't know that but believe me when I say that you can get addicted to anything substance abuse especially now is at a whole time high especially drinking because you're in the house hour after hour you work there you sleep there you run your family there you're in the house just trying to fight off a virus that could or could not kill you of course, you're going to try to, to drink every damn thing in the house to keep you from driving yourself up the goddamn wall. And other things. So, it's, it's understandable. Because a year ago, this shit was pretty deep. And it still is. Some people are trying to play it off, but it's still out there. COVID is still out there and it's still jumping on people like game bangers jumping somebody into their gang you could you could play it off you can say what you want but it's still there so the only thing I can tell you is that you have to be strong about this if you have a problem and you know you may have a fucking problem ask somebody for some damn help go to a damn rehab center go to a shrink go wherever the fuck you think you can to fight the addiction that you have because I'm telling you it's not worth it to lose every fucking thing you have for something that you've been doing and not have a care in the world about it it could cost you your family it could cost you your, your house it could cost you your job it can even cost you your fucking freedom if you do it wrong it's not worth all that I mean I remember when I was doing transportation some of the kids, some of the, the young adults, they weren't even 20 fucking years old. We're about to go to juvenile for selling their mom and dad's pharmacy pills. Shit that they use to get high in schools and everything. Something for arthritis and you know, back aches and every damn thing else. It's fucking party, party shit to them. Party favors. And they about to go to jail forever because of it. It's not worth that shit. It really isn't. Every time they got in the car, they got younger and younger. I mean, 
17, 18, 16, 15. Already on just addicted to shit. The biggest thing though was marijuana. All these kids were on some kind of marijuana. What are you in for? Oh, I was up here smoking some weed, right? <laughs> okay, how old are you? I'm about 14. Okay, 14. You know what I was doing when I was 14 years old? I was watching fucking, um, oh wow. I was watching a lot of stuff. Uh, Brave Star, maybe? No, maybe Knight Rider. I don't know. But I was doing that instead of doing drugs. And these kids were, oh, I mean, they were doing shit that I was like, I would have got killed 10 times for doing any of it. Stealing about somebody's car. I'm dead. Taking drugs. Oh, I am definitely dead. Beating up my family. Beating up my mom. Beating up my dad. Yeah. Death, death, and more death. I wouldn't have to worry about addiction because I would already be dead. But the fact of the matter is, ladies and gentlemen, is that addiction is a real serious thing. And the person or the persons around you, it will affect you. Your best friend could be addicted to something. He or she could ask you for money. Hey, I need some money to, you know, to buy to get to pay my rent and everything. And they go out and blow it on some fucking drugs or alcohol. And your friendship is pretty much down the fucking toilet after that. Because you don't trust them. You don't trust her. You couldn't tell. They couldn't tell you what time it was anything because everything they say now is about their addiction it's not about them so they say that um, alcohol is a big thing now since this pandemic started and it's very very slowly going to the wayside but the addiction is still there you come home but you come I mean for example, you're, you've been working at your house for the whole year from your remote, you know, remote working, as they call it. And you are in the house at work on Zoom or whatever like that. So at the work, you know, when you usually come home and you get a long ass day, bad day, good day, whatever. You want to pour out some, some red wine and drink it and watch episodes of whatever the hell you recorded and just relax. Well, see, that's kind of different when during a pandemic because you're already at home and you're already finished with work. So you drink even more. Hell, sometimes you might even drink while you're at work. It is your house. And then, you know, that's when you know you have a problem. So my suggestion is if you think you are gotten that bad, go find some help, please. Don't don't put yourself in a fucking toilet. Ruin your whole entire damn life and your career because you want to drink this last bottle of Chateaubriand over here. It's not worth that. It's not worth your sanity. It's not worth your life. So, if you got problems, go handle that shit. Because if you don't, it is going to cost you a lot of stuff. I'm telling you, it's going to. It, it will, slowly but surely. And the only thing you can do is, you know try to wheel through it if you can I bring this up because um, I should be on some kind of substance I've um, haven't worked in a while my uh, 
daughter's mother's breathing down my neck about the child support that I owe. Yes, I know I'm, I'm late, and I am sorry about that, but it's not my doing, and everything in Missouri is slow any damn way. So they're behind just like anybody else in the state, but that's another story. Uh, mom died. Family's not talking. Uh, you know, that's about it. It's a wonder I'm not on fucking drugs myself, or drinking something myself. You know, I've been labeled a bad guy before, but I don't even know why the hell that is. And, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's like I said, it's a wonder I'm not on something. God knows I could, but it'll make it even worse. So why, what's the point? I've already got it bad enough. So, if I'm strong enough to know that, then so are you. If you know that you're up here doing stuff that you're not normally doing, on a regular basis, then you may have a problem. If your friends notice that you are doing stuff that you regularly don't do, you may have a fucking problem. And if you do think you have a problem, you need to thank yourself some damn help before it gets too damn bad. Because trust me, once it gets bad, it'll go to worse. And if it gets to worse, then it can go any goddamn way. And you do not want that. Yeah. This pandemic has made a lot of shit unbearable. Being in your house with your own family is unbearable right now because you've been around them all fucking year, locked up in the house, hiding from a virus that, you know, could possibly kill you. I know about that. But you cannot let a substance take the, take the substitute of what's going on in the world. Yeah, this world is completely, totally, extremely fucked up. It is. I mean, it gets messed up with every passing fucking day. People get crazier. People lose their damn minds. Someone decided to get up in the morning and say, hmm, I'm going to go ahead and bomb these people over here like they're doing in now, you know, Israelis and Palestinians right now. Russia's up here fucking with us. You know, it's just all kinds of shit. You could be addicted to any damn thing from all that stuff. But you have a strong mind and a strong will, then you don't need all that shit. And it's, I mean, it's just up to you. I could put the joint in your hand, I could like the damn thing, but it's up to you if you're going to smoke it or not. I could take the cup, put it in your hand, I could pour it full of fucking wine up to the damn top, but it's up to you if you want to drink it. It's like the whole horse to water thing. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Well, you can't make a person smoke. You can't make a person drink. You can't make a person snort or shoot or whatever. That's on you. But once you do it, depending on what it is, you need to get some damn help. Sorry. I, like I said, I'm not Dr. Phil here, okay? I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just saying that this year has been hard on everybody's fucking psyche. Everybody's mind is fucked up. This virus has got people so damn paranoid that even when the CDC tells you to take your mask off, which I'm kind of questioning about that too, you still are like, no, I'm going to keep my shit on because you don't know what the hell may be around the damn corner. And I can understand that. This, uh, this virus has made us all, like I said, Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes was probably the most biggest germaphobe and richest germaphobe ever. And he had his reasons. 
So now we're all walking around with Michael Jackson mask and you know wearing gloves everywhere we go and wiping things down after we eat and stuff like that. Yeah, that uh, that'll make anybody paranoid and want to do something. So all I'm saying is, ladies and gentlemen, if you do have something wrong with you, do not hesitate to get some help for it. You'll be the best damn thing, and hopefully it'll be the longest damn thing you do. Because if you don't, it can end up really bad. And God knows this world does not need any more bad than it already has. I have gotten to the point now that I don't even trust people no damn more. I mean, I trust family. Yeah. Friends, okay. People outside of that, no. No, sorry. I don't know you. I've gotten to the point where if a car is driving right beside my car, I slow down so he can pass me. Because I don't like people driving next to me anymore. Because I don't know what the fuck this person's thinking in the damn car next to me. You can probably think, hmm, I can put the bullet in through his face, I can put it through his head, I can put it through her head, his head too, and everything else. Because that's just how paranoid I am of people now. Because you don't know what the hell they're thinking from one minute to the next. Especially younger people. Younger people do shit and then they think, oh, I'm just a kid. No, you just killed this whole entire family with a knife. You're no longer a kid. You're a fucking psychopath, but you're not a kid anymore. That is what this virus has done to me. That's the only thing it's done. Actually, it was already like that before, but the virus kind of made it just a little bit more like that. Because people are crazy. And people don't know what the hell to do with themselves since this virus. You got people that don't want to wear a mask. got people that do wear a mask. And you can take them off. You don't want to take them off. It's driving you fucking nuts. But even that is an addiction. If you can believe that shit. All those capital rioters, that was an addiction. Because they're addicted to whoever the fuck that little mm, guy was saying. So, they addicted their ass up to the capital and they addicted it right to a riot. Congratulations. So either way, ladies and gentlemen, the only thing I can say is that we just have to do the best we can without anything to, you know, make it a crush. What I mean, like, you know, walking with a crutch, you know? I mean, you can only do that stuff for so long and then it becomes a problem. And just be on a problem on top of another problem that you already have. And that is not good. And that is my word for tonight. So with that being said, this is your boy Roberto for the Black Hand 2.0. Please join me tomorrow. I'm going to talk about something you may or may not like. And I will see you guys down the road. United America, wherever you are. And please, if you have a problem, do not be so damn macho or prideful or anything else to get yourself some help. It'll probably be the best damn thing you've ever done. Especially now. You guys have a nice night. Peace.